You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 292. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Happy Creative Thursday. Big news. Did I tell you this was coming? (laughs) There's a lot that I'm working on over here behind the scenes. We are hosting the Sell a Piece of Art this week. But you could still hop in. You could. You could catch some of the replays. I have a creative planner for 2023 coming out. I happen to pull together the Creative Thursday Classics Studio Calendar for 2023. It's available for pre-order at creativethursday.com. And most exciting is that I, well, I take it back. It's all exciting, but I'm especially excited to share with you today that the expansive artists, the ongoing community that I host and mentor, We love our members so much and give you a shout out and we're getting ready to grow because the doors are open for the second time, I think, and the last time for this year and you can go to, (laughs) I should know all these links, right? The expansive, the expansive artists, plural.com. And you can join us. We have until Tuesday, October 18th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. But you know what? A couple of things. You want to join us now because if you're listening to this on Thursday, we have a special bonus Q&A coaching call on Friday the 14th. Yes, Friday, October 14th. And you'll be invited to join us. We also have a very special bonus. We're going to be working on videos. How many times have you heard me talking about your videos? Oh my goodness. Wait till I tell you the story of the reels that I made this week. And if you join us or when you join us as an annual member, when you get two months for free, you also get invited to these special, what I call intensives or implementation workshops. We've been having a couple of those a year and we have one coming in November. We have online shop reviews coming in November. So much goodness coming your way. So come on over. If you are a friend of the podcast, you are a friend of the expansive artists. If you are an artist in business, come and connect with us, play with us, stay supported, stay accountable, all the things. I forgot. This is a this is a longish episode, but I know all the guest artist stories will inspire you. And so I invite you to it's a longish episode, meaning I'm gonna keep this intro super short. 
I'm inviting you to settle in with a cozy beverage or take this on your Los Angeles traffic drive (laughs) or on a quick-ish road trip and tune in to the stories of Pradeepa and Laura and Yvonne and Grace. We have all of their details of where you can find them in the show notes to this episode. We have the link to the expansive artist where you can join us in this episode. Stay connected to your dreams, friends. I was just working on my presentation and talking to the artists who are with me and sell a piece of art this week. Did you know that online art sales alone is a $13.3 billion industry. The art industry, which means if you're selling in person, is a $65 billion industry. Do you think that you could have a small piece of that pie and be happy? You think? It's possible. It's possible for you. It's possible for our artists as they are sharing with you today. And I'll see you in the expansive artist, Kay. Until next time, thanks so much for listening. Hello and welcome to a favorite call that we get to have a few times a year. And we're continuing this conversation more in the podcast to the Creative Thursday with Marisa podcast. I love sharing stories of our expansive artist members and just inspiring artist stories. I feel that it is so important that as we find our way, you know, doing what we love and we start to make progress in that, that we share that with others and that we share our wins and our successes And every step that we take, as you know, if you've worked with me or you're following me or you listen to the podcast, every step counts because the little steps add up to the bigger steps, add up to a business that you might run for 15 plus years. And for me personally, one of the reasons I love having the opportunity to share stories with you is because That is how, if you want to know one of my secrets to success, I absolutely tune into and connect with people who are doing what it is that I envision for myself, who are not just talking the talk, but they're walking the walk and they are being examples of the kind of life, the kind of business owner, the kind of artist that I currently am and want to become. And so I constantly listen to stories. I'm always running around with earbuds in my ear and I'm listening to podcasts. I used to watch Inside the Actor Studio when I was uh, long before podcasts, when I was thinking about pursuing acting here in LA. I always love documentaries. It's just I don't know what I would do without hearing those stories. And I know I'm just going to address this quickly at the top because that's how I roll. I like to just talk about what's sometimes people consider like these elephants in the room. Comparison is a really big issue um, in the online space, especially and ever since social media. And it affects everybody. It's It affects all of us to some degree. Anyone who's wanting 
something in their life can use anyone else who seems to have it, right? We're, We're always seeing the highlight reel on social media. But whenever we look out into the world and we are seeing people doing what what we want to do, very often it's that feeling of, well, how come it's working for them and not for me? And and why aren't I at this location, you know, or place yet on my journey? Why don't I have this? And those are not the right questions to ask. And there's a saying by Richard Bandler, which is the quality of the questions you ask determines the quality of the life that you will lead. It's much better. And it may take a minute to adjust if you've kind of fallen into that pattern of comparing yourself and then feeling bad about yourself to instead reframe it as, wow, someone is an example of what I want and where I want to go. And if I'm seeing this, that means that it's possible for me too. And how can I celebrate them? How can I cheer them on? Because it really is true. I, I get to say that from the vantage point that I have. I think a few years ago, people probably thought, oh, well, more artists can't enter this space, right? More people, we don't need more. It's saturated. It's noisy. It's this. Well, there are a lot of artists making traction. In fact, a whole bunch of you just did over the Sell a Piece of Art This Week workshop every single time. It's incredible how it starts to come together for people. And even some of our members, Becky, I see you here and I saw your note and I'm so excited for you because you raised your prices on your commissions. And you also, you booked another slot this week for a commission at your higher prices, even though you've done the workshop in the past. And when we are making this kind of traction, it's a demonstration of what's possible for you. You could choose not to believe that. You could choose to buy into scarcity belief and, um, you know, just this idea that we can't all be making a living doing what we love, right? I mean, how can, how is that possible? But then I ask you, how does that make you feel? And where are you getting that information? Are you getting it from someone who's actually living the life that you would like to live and that inspires you? Or are you getting that information from someone who is unhappy um, and not fully stepping into their purpose, their power, their fulfillment in this life? Be very, very aware as things get louder, as more people enter the space, be very aware of where you get your information and look at the examples that people lead. Don't just listen to what they say. Don't just read what they post. Are they, from your vantage point, are they embodying what it is that they are speaking and teaching and sharing. That's where we need more discernment, not whether there's room for people and whether we can do this. I'm here to tell you, I have witnessed it. Like I said, I've witnessed this for years. I've seen so many people come into this space. I've seen people give up and leave, and I've seen the people who stay with it. And very often success has to do with your ability to stay dedicated, focused, consistent at whatever pace works for you. And that is going to make a huge difference. When you expect everything to happen overnight, when you expect that there's no investment of time or money in your business, then you are misled. 
into thinking that this is just all, you know, a snap of the finger, listening to a few videos and you got this. No, this takes putting the legwork into what it is that you're learning. And the artists that I've invited to come and share their stories with you today have done exactly that. And they're all at different points on the journey. They have different kinds of work that they are featuring. They are focused on a lot of different areas of how they're growing their business. And they're at different stages of life as well, which also impacts how and when and, you know, how much time we can put into something depending what season of life we're in. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Gloria is here. Becky is here. Joanna and Mirav. Yay, Mirav joined us in the Expansive Artists and Joanna is with us. And Leah, did you jump in yet? (laughs) I know you're thinking about it. Yes. (laughs) Uh, You don't want to be a boss babe, Leah? (laughs) Yeah, that's not really my approach. I'm not a boss babe. I am a badass, but I'm not a boss babe. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's taken me a while to get there. So trust me, I know from what I speak and enough of me speaking, by the way, let's, uh, let's bring on our very first guest. And so here she comes. Hey, Pradeepa. (laughs) Hi, Marisa. Hi. I'm so happy to see you. And I loved, um, well, I would love for you to just open with where you're located, because it's always fun to make new friends this way. And also the kind of work that you are currently creating, your medium, And just a little bit about where you were when you were first joining the Expansive Artist and just what, and then we'll kind of lead into what just happened for you even this week, because you took part in the Sell a Piece of Art workshop as well. And I was so happy to read your message because I love your beautiful work. I'm glad it's getting out there more at prices that work for you. (laughs) Yes, I'm spoiler alerting. So Pradeepa, where are you joining us from? Um, so yeah, I'm so excited and honoured to be joining you all. And I'm I'm based in the UK. I'm uh, well. I lived in India for many years, and then moved to the UK after I got married. Um, I live near London, um, near Winchester, and um, mainly. So about 2018, I think, I I took up uh, watercolour, uh, and I, I just love watercolour, and um, I think my main uh, things that I focus on at the moment are um, landscapes and florals. Um, I, I I think I've started to focus more on florals in just in this year because back in December, uh, I, I was just approached on Instagram by somebody, um, like an online art gallery, I think, um, and they said, oh, I love your florals. Um, we're, we're thinking we may be could could buy them and that's when i i i realized okay the florals are something that people are always connecting with uh, i mean it didn't come to much but it kind of for me was my helped me take my uh, helped me to take uh, that direction for the last few months um and um so last last march uh last this is it's, it's quite hilarious if I think about it now because last <laughs> month 
<laughs> we love this. <laughs> when I was doing the seller uh, piece of our challenge, I randomly found Marisa on a Facebook ad. I never click on Facebook ads. Uh, then I never ads for reasons like this, right? I know I'm one of those people too. I don't click on them. <laughs> But I'm so glad you so, did. Yeah, so I, I just told my husband, I don't know why, but I just clicked on it. I'm going to do it, I think. And uh, that was a point when I was like, what's Instagram? Um, I had an Instagram account, but had no clue what to do with it. I posted a couple of pictures and that was it. Um, so if you if you go on my account and look at the earliest reel, uh, you can have a good laugh because it's all done the wrong way and... So that was me last month. I love that you saved it. And you are at Limewood Art, right? Is your Instagram handle? Yeah, that's right. Important to keep. I like to keep record of how far we've come because it does tell a story in itself, right? And before you continue, you know, I jokingly say I don't click on ads either, but actually now I do because I know there's really cool people behind them. Just because it's an ad doesn't mean that someone might not have something really wonderful to offer me, you know, if I'm interested in it. And so what was it like, where were you in this decision making process? Were you thinking, I really want more help around my art? Or is this even possible for me? What were you thinking at that moment? So, um, yeah, um, at the the time, uh, I was... I'd been painting for a few years, uh, but I don't come from an art background. So my history is that I trained to be a medical doctor. Um, I and that's what that that's all I was all I knew. I mean, I loved art and I loved painting, but I didn't know what to do with it, where to go with it. I was like, which galleries? I, I had no clue. So um, at that point, I just I just knew I needed help, and I didn't know anyone who could help me who was, who would give me enough advice, enough breadth and length of advice. So yeah, that was me. That was a desperate me at that stage. I, I either needed to close it down or, or take it forward in a good direction. And with, with me having, I mean, the reason why I put my medical career aside was to look after my family um, because my husband works long hours as well. So I wanted this to be something I could work around my family. So I don't, I didn't want to end up constantly at art fairs over the weekends and evenings. So an online uh, art career seemed really attractive at the point, at that point. Yeah. And I do click on lots of ads nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) You're a convert. (laughs) Because sometimes something good is on the other side of that ad for sure. And so what these are all when you're listening to Pradeepa talk, you know, about her decision making process, these are really important points because for me too, Pradeepa, you know, I kind of was drawn into the online space because I wasn't that enchanted with being a retailer and being at a co-op gallery and then having, um, at the time, I had a number of very supportive artists. But speaking of comparison, there were a whole lot of artists that got threatened when other artists in the group started to succeed. 
And that was not, I didn't want to be around that energy. And I just thought, well, what options are there for me? I mean, this is, you know, at least, gosh, I think 16 years ago at this point. And so all of this was just getting started. But I knew a couple people that were in the online space and I really felt inspired by what was happening in that space. And I instantly thought the same thing as you, like, I don't, I have done plenty of art fairs in my day and sometimes they are really fun. And I do recommend that we do it from time to time just to kind of be with our collectors and hear from them and and meet new people. It is absolutely worth it. However, it's not my favorite, nor do I, when I started selling online and then I went to an art fair experience, I thought, oh my goodness, this is so much more work for sometimes less return than the online space. Like if we're going to do the work, then we get to to do it in this way, which also happened to be a good thing over these past couple of years because most people could not do anything in person. So how, how has the experience felt for you? So how did you take that moment and then ease it in to begin sharing your work in this way? Yeah. So, um, so I didn't, I didn't um, share a piece of work for sale on at the seller piece of art weekend uh, that week at all. But I did um, uh, a month or two later. That's when I did it. Um, and the first piece I shared um, was sold immediately, and I was just shocked. Um, <laughs> so why? So talk to me about why you were shocked, Pradeep. <laughs> because um, this was this was the first proper piece I ever sold. Um, and I sold it on Instagram or, or Facebook, one of the two, or Instagram. And, um, yeah, so, so for me, I come from a very traditional background. You go somewhere to buy something, especially things like art and we, we want to touch, you know, feel it and look at it. So I, I just couldn't believe that somebody would be willing to buy something just by looking at it on Instagram. And they didn't ask me any details of, in fact, they said they were going to buy it before they even looked at how it looked on the side. And they, yeah, they, so that, that was shocking. And, uh, and yeah, and as well to think that somebody actually loved my work so much that they would, they were willing to buy it. Isn't yeah. that the best? It's the best, isn't it? It just, and it never gets old. (laughs) Like every time someone purchases work for me, I'd like the joy. It's just, it's this beautiful exchange that really also reminds you that you are, you know, accessing your purpose and that you are having an impact. I know that matters to a lot of us that we're sharing work because we're inspired and we're wanting it to inspire someone else or bring joy or beauty to their space. And to know that you did that and that, yes, someone loved it as much as you did. It's just, it's so wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, and I guess I then, um, I, yeah. And so for six months, I was kind of overwhelmed by all the, so much information on the expansive artists, uh, the hub. So, but then yes, slowly, I, you have a tip for people not to like get overwhelmed and quit. 
<laughs> what is your recommendation? Because we have new members listening right now and we want them not to have the overwhelm bug. <laughs> so I, I did I, I did not look at it for a while, actually. And then a few months on, I this was when I started to, I said, well, I'm paying so much a month. I better make use of it. So um, I started doing the first one, the the olive, the optimistic olive. And you talk a lot about planning there. So, and that's when I realized, okay, I need to plan in um, a time of day when I will listen to a little chunk of the training every day. So the lunchtime is my time. So I'm, I'm alone at home during lunch. So when I grab lunch, even if it's for 15 minutes, I just carry on with what I where I've left the previous day with the training so I've managed to yeah now I'm going through it regularly and um and and yeah so that really helped that's good so a little bit at a time and consistency same thing right just staying focused on all right, what is this next step? And how can I make a little bit of headway with whatever time I have left <clears throat> in the day? You know, whatever whatever bit of time I have in today or tomorrow, how can I squeeze a little bit of what I'm working on into that? Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> excuse me, the talking is <laughs> the talking is catching up. Uh, well, and Becky says, I feel bad. I've only done a few lessons in the hub, but you're doing fine because we know what Pradeepa knows. And obviously Pradeepa didn't come in and say, okay, well, I'm going to leave in a month. Like you can't, you've been with us for the year and you're still getting benefit from it. And you are, you know, you, you made the decision to commit to it for, which is really, if you would agree, you know, a commitment to you, it's your belief in what's possible for you. That's how I see these kinds of investments, because you know that by staying with it every month, there's that reminder of like, yep, I'm focused on this and this is important to me and I want to make this investment back. And so I'm going to continue with this journey and you don't have to watch every single lesson. <laughs> you don't, you don't need but to, do. but you do. <laughs> Pradeepa. Oh no, don't listen to Pradeepa earmuffs. Don't, you don't have to watch. <laughs> because there's so much of so much. Oh, there's, there's something you gain from every, every single video. Um, why would I not? I just, yeah, there's so, there's so much good information there. So. There is a lot of good information. <laughs> there really is. But you can approach it like Pradeepa or Becky. You can just do what you enjoy. And that's kind of the beauty of it is that you, it's not a course. It's not a race. Like we're going through this, you know what to focus on when, and yes, there are countless, you know, as we like to say, like nuggets of wisdom and it's, Yes, I'm always thinking, gosh, I wish, I wish I had this. I wish I had access to all this when I was starting. It would have gone faster for me and it definitely would have been a little bit less stressful and lonely in some instances because, you know, the nice thing is that we all have each other to go through this journey with. And so, so you're taking these steps, you know, along the way and, and what, how is your confidence feeling? Like, is it, or after you made that first sale, did you, 
did that give you a little boost of confidence and energy to feel like, oh, wow, you know, what if this could work and what, what could this make possible? And I should keep going. Like, how did you feel about that experience after the fact? Um, after that, actually, uh, things uh, worked out kind of really well for me uh, for a while because um, my neighbor asked me, looked at one of my paintings and said, could I do a commission? And um, so, and that was a really big commission. And I remember having listened to one of your talks at the time. So it was just, everything just came at the right time. Um, about you saying, you know, don't budge on your price because you are putting in that much of effort. So when I gave, so I did give her a, a, a fairly good price for it. And she did come back and say, well, that's a bit much. And I said, well, I, I essentially said, leave it or take it. <laughs> take it or <laughs> nice. Take it. nice, Pradeepa. And I'm sure you said that in a very nice way. Because <laughs> you are. <laughs> oh, but you yeah. stuck to it good job <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so uh but the funny thing is um she she eventually paid in installments and then she ordered another three pieces um wow. uh, commissioned another three and then bought another three from me in january <laughs> and then and then commissioned another two as birthday gifts for her friends. <laughs> oh, so what you're saying, Pradeepa, is that one decision to stick to your price not only resulted in that person becoming a collector, but becoming a repeat collector. So yeah. could you imagine if you had settled on the lower price? You would yeah. sort of be in this weird quandary of like, oh, I didn't really charge enough for this. And now do I raise the price? Which of course you can, but you know, people do automatically, even with clients they worked with, they have a conversation about it. But those, they feel they're like minute decisions and they, they add up to a lot. I negotiated a licensing contract over a, a month, four weeks of going back and forth. And I really wanted to work with this company. And I raised them up three percentage points from what they first offered me. And that is still paying me back today. Yeah. So even, you know, at remembering just as a teaching point, I can't help myself because what you're saying is just so important for anyone listening right now that, you know, these, these decisions and sticking up for yourself and valuing your work, they have a ripple effect as well in terms of what that does for just your level of confidence, it, educating you, pro, you know, you educated your neighbor around the value of your work and the time that goes into it. And sometimes people will be like, oh yeah, I can't do that. And then they do come back because they know and clearly they love working with you. And this is fantastic to hear that this just keeps turning into more sales because we don't, didn't talk about this much, but you know, next level when you're selling your work is very often it will be a few collectors that are purchasing again and again and again from you. And that's why it's not the goal of just getting tons and tons and tons of followers, but really being clear about the kinds of people that you want to work with and the followers you, that, you know, you know, will enjoy your work 
and will love it that much and will value it in the way that you deserve it to be valued. And, and you don't need a lot of those people to start having a profitable business. And then certainly, yes, you want that to grow as big as you would like to take it. But it's, there's so much in that one story of this, this client. I'm really excited for you. That's so great. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, Joanna, I guess she did pretty, but she was saying she learned from you to value the art, I guess, but I'm, I would let her speak to that because sometimes what I'm doing as a mentor is I'm simply reflecting back and maybe reassuring you I'm reflecting back to you your own wisdom, your own intuition, and then reassuring you that it's okay. And I'm always, you all know this working with me, I'm always like, raise your prices, everyone, because it's all I can see. Even I need those talks myself. You know, I need to be reminded of that too. And we don't, we do raise prices as we become more experienced. We have more collectors and just general inflation factors into that. I mean, it does, um, materials costs are sometimes going up in a lot of instances right now. And so we definitely focus on that. But what do you think, Pradeepa? Like what, what was inside of you that said, I'm not going to lower my price in this instance, even, even because I'm just starting out, right? A lot of people do that and they go, well, no, I'm just starting out. And so I'm not going to I'm going to just go ahead and give this price to this person. Yeah, um, I think right from the start for me, um, one of my guiding principles was I'm going to do the best I can in every aspect, whether it's materials, whether it is time and care and in every way, I'm going to do the best I can. And so when I'm doing the best I possibly can, I, um, you know, a, a, a laborer, is is due his wages um so yeah and i think uh um yeah so that that was uh, till until today i think because a, a medical job usually pays well in terms you know hourly um i am t- even today shocked to see um artists taking s- you know, uh, such a low um, income for, because I'm now an artist, I know how much work goes into it. I'm still shocked at how much, how much we're able to cut back for ourselves and not pay what we are really due. I know, I know the work I do as a medic and yes, it takes years to train there too. So does, so it does for an artist. So yeah, I feel really sad now when I see artists saying, oh no, I'll just do this for a tenner. I'll just do it for 15 pounds. Well, no, you, you put so much into it. And sometimes even more than a paid job like a medic because you're kind of working for somebody else a lot of the time. Whereas this is you're putting your heart and soul into it. Yeah, so yeah. that's... I have never heard, I would never think to put it as comparison to medic because I think, and Pradeepa, please speak to this. A lot of times in the artist's mind, they think, well, of course, a medic, you're potentially saving someone's life. You know, there's so much at stake and, and that should be at a higher price point, but this is just art. That's kind of what we say. 
And so how would you address that? This is a thank you for sharing this, by the way, people are really getting so much from what you have to offer. So how would you say, how do you see art as that kind of a necessity? Well, yeah, there are two ways of looking at it. You don't need art in your house, in your home, but equally you need art uh, because it, it, while um, uh, as a doctor, I would heal physically. Um, I would, I can do a um, work on a physical level and chemical level. Um, an artist does the same work on a spiritual, emotional, psychological level. And, and they are priceless. Each is priceless. Each is equally valuable. In fact, um, uh, this, is the, this is the medic in me coming out. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm asking. This is like such a, I'm just blown away by what you're sharing. So thank you for this. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we do. Um, so when during when I'm do, when we did our undergraduate studies, we do a um, um, branch of medicine called community medicine, and in that one of the the themes of that is that as as the the goal of caring for a person is you need to care for them physically, emotionally, um, and you know all aspects. The whole person has to be looked after when you are treating a person. And many doctors do do that too, but the resources they have to treat the physical, emotional side are probably more limited compared to that of an artist who is able to speak to the heart so much better than, uh, and in a different way, in a way that a, a doctor would never be able to. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so basically, I'm, Pradeepa, what I hear you saying in the most beautiful way is that our art is equivalent in value <laughs> in terms of yeah. healing. And it really, it really is. All right, we're going to take this segment and we're going to blast it everywhere <laughs> with Facebook ads <laughs> everywhere. This is a very, very powerful message because we don't often get to hear from someone that's actually walking both of these walks and is able to address it. And you are, thank you for this because you are so right, right? I'm always just addressing in a very simple fashion of, well, it's bringing someone joy, inspiration. But when we're talking about healing in general, those feelings, like having those feelings more in your life is what brings harmony and, and balance and peace in your body as well. And so it is a necessity. It really is. The mind yeah. is a very powerful thing. The mind is so powerful and you can give someone all the physical treatment you can but if in their mind they've decided they've had enough there's nothing you can do really wow yeah okay we're gonna we we're going to we're going to keep this conversation coming back again and again oh my goodness thank you for that so the short version of of everything is please raise your prices. <laughs> you are of value. Please don't do it. I will tell people and I'll still see because the, the other point that I just wanted um, you to address that would be great is, you know, people will make that decision and they will do it for the short term of getting the sale because some people will say no 
and that has to be okay too. And they might come back later or they, they might not understand. I mean, part of what we work on with our marketing is to really talk to them about the value of that and um, educate them, so to speak. And then they can make the decision that's right for them. But why not just take the short-term sale, Pradeepa? Why not take it? Um, yeah, this, this, was, um, this was something I had to grapple with. And it probably was what led to a little bit of a, um, a dip I had just prior to this uh, seller piece of art. So in January, I did a, like a daily painting sale where I sold like a small four by six, um, four by six painting every day for just 15 pounds. And my heart in doing that was to say, well, not everybody can afford art. So I'm just this month, I'm going to um, sell something for each piece for 15 pounds. But then, then the problem with that was while it was hugely popular and so many people, and, and I know, and, um, um, and, and some of the expansive artists <laughs> purchased them as well. And I have no problems with that, you know, that's, I, and, uh, but I did eventually, I realized I ended up with a problem that some people then thought, well, this is the sort of, uh, art that they do so I will yeah so and that is I think that is where um, I had a problem because then I didn't know how to get back to selling art properly at the price it should be sold as so yes the short-term gain was amazing it gave me a lot of publicity but um, so I don't think I will do that again in that format again yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's you do experiment and that's part of the journey too. And then you will know, oh, you know, like your intention around it is really wonderful. And, and sometimes people do that and they'll make like a special offering. And that's a little bit different than always staying in that particular price range. But then I always say, do that for something, you know, that's maybe more of a reproduction instead of something that you kind of put your personal touch on and keeping your originals and the pricing around your originals more sacred. And, you know, and that way people always get a chance to have access to your art, but then those original pieces that really, I think when we're talking about like soul and energy and they hold that in them, you know, because it's something you made by hand. So it's good. I appreciate you sharing all aspects of this journey because it's so helpful to know, you know, these are decisions that we get to make. And so Pradeepa made the one in one direction that worked really well. And then she tried this direction and then she's like, no, I think, I think this other way is better. Right. Which brings you to where we are this week. So you put your prices back up, right? Do you want to talk to us about the win that you shared this week? Yeah. Well, th yeah, this, this was an amazing, again, things like this, they just happen at the right time. It just came at the right time. Um, so in, in the sense that so you, Marisa, um, told us about the Art to Life Challenge, which was, again, mm -hmm. free. It was a free workshop. That just blew my mind away, again, because yeah. I come from a non-art background. Um, so and I was able to put those principles into the art that I'm creating now. And so um, 
that I I constantly learn from all the other expansive artists. So I saw Yvonne put a post about how she intended to sell this week. This She did intend to sell this week. So I thought, okay, let me make my intentions clear. And I said, well, I'm going to paint this and I'm going to sell it this week, having no idea how it was going to turn out. That So um, that was a bit scary, but it, it turned out beautifully and it turned out um, that so many people liked it and um, and uh, again it's because I set my intentions out with this piece open from the start um, and so it ended up with um, three people wanting it um, the <laughs> one person said they couldn't afford it which was fair enough um, another person bought it um, and then the other person who wanted it um, realized that the, they tried in January during my daily painting and they wanted a piece, but it had already sold. So they were having a repeat experience here. They wanted a piece and it sold. So they thought uh, they were just going to go on the website and buy another piece. So they purchased another piece on my website. <laughs> So it was oh like goodness. a double win. You sold two pieces yeah. <laughs> because of the one. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All just within this week of doing the workshop. Yeah. 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 At a price that you want, that you feel better yeah. about. Yeah. Or you yeah. feel right. Yeah. 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 So I think for me, going into the future, it, I think it's made me realize how much I need to earn every week or every month to be a profitable business and 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 I think that's kind of where more my thoughts are at the moment that's where I need to think yes well and it's a natural progression right because I think a lot of times we're just like oh is someone gonna like what I make enough to especially if we're not formally trained we might be easing into confidence are they going to like it enough to purchase it. And then when that happens more than once, or we think, oh, it wasn't a friend or family member, which I remind everyone is totally okay to have a friend or family member. They count too. But whatever it is, sometimes we just always, you know, we need it to be a certain way. But when it starts to get consistent, then you think, okay, what am I going to do with this? And how is this going to make sense, you know, going forward? And um, so it's wise to begin thinking about that because game on Pradeepa. <laughs> so thinking about where you were and where you are now, what is the greatest transformation that you've seen for yourself in just this past year? When it um, comes to art and just how you feel about your art and your confidence level. Yeah, confidence. I think that's the the biggest thing. Um, um, the biggest. I think the, the so many things. So my confidence has definitely increased. I really value the community that is there in the expansive artists because we all follow each other on Instagram. We all go on each other's email lists. And actually, when I um, when I, a couple of weeks ago, I said, oh, I'm having such a bad week. I just sent out an email saying I'm having such a bad week. So, and one of the other expansive artists, I think was Grace, she replied back to me and said, Pradeepa, you, you got this. 
Oh, and that's so that was that was am- that was amazing, you know, and mm-hmm. that that sense of community that I'm just not alone here doing something rattling about in my place. Um, yeah, so I think those two things, and yes, I'm I'm constantly um, that I, I think you mentioned it a lot that that um, uh, attitude of remaining teachable. I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly learning from you, from the other expansive artists, members from other artists everywhere, how to be better, how to do one better. So, yeah. Well, we're excited for you and we're so um, honored to have you with us and appreciate all that you share within the group as well and your inspiring thoughts and wisdom. And so thank you, Pradeepa. Do you have, there are artists listening and they will listen on replay as well. What what one suggestion or tip or bit of advice would you offer to someone who is, you know, maybe just needs a little bit of encouragement or a reminder of what's possible for them? What would you share with a fellow artist? Um. Yeah, I think the uh, one thing that comes to mind, there's so many things, but one thing is I think what you mentioned, Marisa, at the start, um, people can look at successful, I can look at a successful artist, somebody who's doing better than me and say, oh, well, that's, that works for them, but look at me. Or I can say, well, if it worked for them, then it'll work for me too. Um, and it's that attitude, I think, um, that is so key to to progressing. Yeah. Attitude in the, and I think your yeah your the attitude of your mind where your mind is is so key to you progressing forward. Yes. Yeah. So um, before I I let you go back because we we promised Pradeepa we wouldn't keep her up too late. <laughs> She's not a night owl like our Yvonne. <laughs> And Becky, I see her. Um, so where can everyone find you? So we said at Limewood Art is your Instagram handle. And where can we find you at your website? And go buy some more work before the prices go up. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's uh, limewoodart.com. So it's www.limewoodart.com. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And I love writing blogs. I've just written up, like you do podcasts, my passion is in writing. So I send out blogs. Yeah. I'm just finishing up one. So, yeah. I'd love to. And we can sign up to your email list at your, at limewoodart.com. Yes. I have done a pop up, just like you said. (laughs) Good. Good. We'll look for the pop up. You're a good student, Pradeepa. <laughs> I'm glad that it's that it's progressing for you. We love hearing thank from you. you. So thank you so much. And let me see. I'm like, wait, okay. All right, I'll see you soon. <laughs> oh my goodness. So inspiring. Isn't that great? Don't you love? See, it's just like hearing from other perspectives different experiences you know we see ourselves in the stories of others and so being able to connect with that is it just gosh it inspires me so much and when Pradeepa was talking about art to life that's Nicholas Wilton 
if you don't know him, he came into the expansive artist and he gave a talk and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm already in his program. <laughs> I like heard his talk and I'm like, yes, this is why we do what we do, right? We need to have these moments and we, we need to be reminded of we need to rem be reminded of our purpose here sometimes because just like Pradeepa said, not all days are good or feeling easy. They can feel very challenging. And so we need, we need community for sure. And so speaking of, I'm going to bring Laura on to chat with us. Laura Schrader. Hey, Laura. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, Marisa. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, so similar to Pradeepa's opening. So tell us where you are joining from and the artwork that you're working in. And I know you're teaching as well. So share um, about that also. And then we'll we'll talk about all that you have accomplished so far, which is pretty awesome. Thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah. So I am um, tuning in today and every day from Western New York State. I live outside of Buffalo, New York. Um, upstate, we are um, patiently or not so patiently awaiting spring. We had a couple nice days last week and, you know, we're praying for more of that nice weather, which for me is inspiring and gets me motivated to make more work, to create more art. Um, I work in uh, fabric or textiles. Um, I grew up in a household with a mother who quilted. Um, I was just was thinking about this, reflecting on sort of like where this all started, but I couldn't have known when I was a kid. Um, so even before I was born, my mom was quilting um, and selling quilts. Um, she and my father lived in San Francisco um, back back in the days when you could when you could afford to do that. You know, <laughs> relative, rel rel relatively affordable back then, right? And they didn't have a lot of money, but they somehow like made that work. Um, my mom had a day job, but um, she was a quilter. So I grew up around that. Um, so certainly that influenced me and got me partially got me to where I was today. Um, so I'm a quilter. I make small quilted pieces for the home. I'd say they're functional pieces. Most of them are what you would call a mug rug or a table mat. Um, I have been selling online. Now I started on Etsy, I think back in 2008, but I sort of just dipped my toe and didn't really, didn't really jump, jump in head first. But I was on there maybe a couple years before I started selling my work. Um, and so that's a little bit about how I get, how I got started. Um, I joined the expansive artists um, three years ago now, almost, almost three years ago. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Yeah. I, I just looked in my inbox and I was like, Oh yeah, it was 2019. <laughs> so all this to say that I've been quilting for, I mean, what is this 12 or 13 years now? It's, it seems like the time has gone by so fast. And at the same time, I can't believe how many years it's been. But I really hadn't, haven't, I really hadn't, didn't start to make a lot of uh, strides in my business and make a lot of progress towards it, turning this into right now a side business, but my hopes eventually to have a full-time business. I don't really um, start making a lot of strides in that arena until I joined the Expansive Artists, if I'm being honest, right? I had an Etsy shop that I was running super part-time, um, I, I, like Pradeepa, work full-time um, in a career field. So I work in higher education. Um, I've been in higher education for 20 years. So the creative outlet for me is the quilting. And I find that it balances what I do with the wor my work during the day, which is primarily on a computer, sitting at a computer all day. So, And do we get to share that you have two of the cutest twin boys that you've been raising alongside all of this, too? I kind of think that's a lot. <laughs> 
As someone Thank just you. cats, which I know you also understand, and a chihuahua, I'm like, mm, you have a full-time job and you're a full-time mom and, and you've made all this progress in your business. So the question that I know everyone would want to ask is like, how did you do it, Laura? Like, how has, how has this been a time of progress for you? Yeah, that's a great question. Sometimes I have to stop and ask myself that too. Like, wow, like how did I get here, right? Like I said, since I've joined the Expansive Artists is really in a relatively short time frame. then, probably about two and a half years total is really where I've started to make a lot of progress and then started, I've started to see some results. So I'd say similar to what Pradeepa said, chunking my time has been a big part of it for me. Um, finding like those pockets of time where I can focus on whatever it is I'm going to focus on, which for me, if I was to be honest, would be just creating, right? I'd rather be sitting at my sewing machine all the time, but recognizing that to build a business involves other tasks and um, things that need to be done. I've had to be cognizant of my time. What chunks do I have where I can work on things? Some of that time is the early morning hours. So if I'm feeling really ambitious one day and there's something I know I want to get done, you know, I'll get up at five o'clock in the morning and you know, get to work and get at least like an hour of work done, whether that's creative time or something else on the computer that I need to do before I have to get ready to go to my full-time job. And also like Pradeepa mentioned during my lunch hours. So I make good use of that time too. So if there's something I want to watch in the expansive artist hub, um, I'm also in another creative community. If there's something that I want to tune into then, um, especially if it's aligning for like any kind of current goals I have at the time for my business, I'll make the time like a my lunch hour to just use like every little bit of time that I have to make it count. So. And does it feel fulfilling to you to do that? Do you feel like a sense of satisfaction when you're able to make that time happen? Yeah, definitely. I notice it. I notice my attitude isn't the greatest and I'm not the cheeriest if I'm not making time to work on, you know, my create, either my creative, actual creative work or getting my business up and going because that is what I want my future to be, right? So if I think of my why, I know Marisa's been giving us great prompts recently. What's my why? I mean, my why is certainly my kids and I'd like to have a more flexible schedule. I'd like to be my own. Um, I don't necessarily like the word boss. I know we were talking about girl boss earlier, but I'd love <laughs> to be a full-time entrepreneur where I can schedule like my work time around, you know, spending time with my kids. Um, and I'd say another thing I really um, live and work by is, asking myself how bad I want it. Oh. So that's been a huge motivator for me. Right. And, and if you're, if I, if I, for years, like I did just sort of sit on the periphery and I never really believed like what I could do. It was one of those, like, I didn't really know until I knew. So joining the expansive artist really opened my eyes. Um, in particular, Marisa, I can remember sitting, talking with her two years ago and she says, okay, so why don't you work, start by something to the effect of start by getting your own website up. And it was, seemed like so daunting at the time. Right. But I really wanted it. So, you know, I just, I took my own time getting there, but it was about just sticking to my goals and making sure that I made the time to get things done one thing at a time. And I do appreciate, and I was wondering if you would just address this, you know, this idea that obviously you're, you're making time for this when and where you can. And so it's going to go at a certain pace for you, but I do see so often that people feel like, well, if it isn't done by tomorrow or six months from now, 
you know, then something's wrong or I haven't done it right or, or there's something wrong with my mentor or there's whatever. I mean, how would you tell someone to kind of give things the time that they need? You know, you're coming here really proud of your progress as I would also celebrate you for instead of feeling like, well, it didn't happen even faster than that. You know, how do you, how would you guide someone on that? What would, what kind of advice would you give to someone? about starting and building a business around your art. I I know I've heard Marisa advise us this before in the expansive artists and it's an idea that I adopt too, which is that you I think you really have to be in it for the long game. You know, I think there's no there is no overnight success. Um, I've been on Instagram since 2009 maybe or 2010. I mean, I'd probably say a solid decade. Um, and I'm only just now like starting to see some momentum. Like it's really true. It's really too true. What I've heard a lot of people say about that is that to grow organically, it is a long game. And, 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 and a little bit of what, what Marisa mentioned in a conversation with Pradeepa about consistency, you know, making time to show up. Right. And that doesn't mean that you have to like launch all the things all at the same time, or that you have to put all your ideas out there all at the same time, but little by little, I think is what, is what gets you there. That's been my experience. Yeah. I think for a moment you paused when you first said that, but you were saying long game, like it's really about being in it for that. And how can you just lean into that? And then it actually kind of does go quicker than you think. That's what I find. You're like, when you do take a moment to take stock and look back and you think of everything that you've accomplished, like Becky said, I didn't know you had a job besides the creative stuff. She said, that's just amazing. You know, you realize, my goodness, it's a huge accomplishment. So I really wanted to celebrate you today, Laura, because I've seen you be consistent and do what you can when you can. And you haven't even spoken about the fact that, you know, you're, you maybe, or I hope you're launching (laughs) your membership soon as well. And you started going live on Instagram. So you're weaving in, you have a passion for helping and teaching. And so you're weaving that in as well, which is something that we love to talk about in the expansive artists. Also, I love Personally, I love that more artists are coming to share what they know because it's so powerful and it can be a great revenue stream as well. And it doesn't mean that you're not doing your art. It's just, Mm -hmm. if you love it, why not, you know, contribute in the world in that way. And I know everyone wants to know how you do what you do as well. I don't know if you're doing it on the creative side or you're doing it on the education side, but um, that's coming soon too, right? It is. So, um, yeah, I think I had, I've I've always had in the back of my mind, the desire to teach, as Marisa mentioned, I do enjoy teaching and I do a little bit of that for my, my day job. So I think that's just something I enjoy generally, but I think maybe about, was it man, 10 or 12 years ago, I taught a friend how to quilt. And when I reflect back on that now, I think, wow, like that was really so enjoyable. And of course, this was not over the internet. This was a friend in person who just wanted to learn how to quilt. And I I taught her how to quilt. And then I just remember seeing her take off with it, right? It was just so rewarding. She took off with it. She made, she now has three children. She's made all of them quilts. Like she just really got into it. And I thought, wow, this is a really powerful, you know, ins- and inspirational, you know, 
place to be, you know, with creating my work to inspire others, but then to take it in a step further and to figure out how might I, over the internet, to make it accessible to as many people as possible, um, teach people a little bit about quilting. So my membership is going, is called um, Joyful Quilters. I have, I have a website, www.joyfulquilters.com. Um, I am set to launch it tomorrow. I'm going to Are you launch serious? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to I'm going to open it up to people wow. on my on my email list and just sort of see how. Oh, it goes. you have an email list as well. You set that up also, Laura. <laughs> I have an email list. So, so one of the things I think I had mentioned it in expansive artists is that I finally got out of my own way and created a couple lead magnets. You did. You did and that too. <laughs> I did. And shocker, they work. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So this is something I had heard Marisa talk about over the years. I heard Stu McLaren talk about it when I took the tribe course. Yeah. I've been hearing Amy Porterfield talk about it for years. <laughs> and in fact, just said to my mother the other day, I'm like, wow, after hearing Marisa, Stu and Amy talk about this for at least two years, I tried it and it's actually working. So I'd say in a month, I've doubled my the size of my email subscriber Oh my gosh, that's good. That's really good. I mean, it's not that large. I'd say, thank God, I have about 60 subscribers now. But I mean, for the longest time, it was just sitting at, you know, yeah. at 20, right? And then like slowly like inched to 30. And, you know, so the, the lead magnets definitely work. Um, so I was, you know, I had to be a little strategic in that area and think about who are the, um, yeah, you have to know, you know who you're marketing to, like, it's not just putting right. something up there. It's like, you've taken the time to understand what your people want. And that's when it starts to click into place, which is a process in itself too. Yeah, it definitely is. And like I said, I had to get out of my own way. I had to get out of my own way to get my own website up. First of all, that was, you know, over, it's been over a year now, maybe 15, 15 months ago or so. And then for all of these steps, I feel like, man, I, I had a little bit of the imposter syndrome going on. Can I really do this? Finally, I just had to get into that mental space where I just had to say enough is enough, Laura, like get out of your own way, make the lead magnets just try, just try it. Like, see, see what's going to happen. Right. Cause I think it's one of those things you don't know until you try it. And I don't even know with my community. I don't know until I try. Right. You know, so. Yeah. So because there's the, it's a really simple choice. You do nothing, nothing happens. You try, nothing could happen, which is okay. Fine. You were there anyway, or it might work. It might work and it might work really well. And it might be the beginning of something that obviously, you know, is just at this point where it's going to grow. And that's so exciting. Yeah. I definitely yeah. all the scoop on all, on all the things that you've been doing. So Lisa's still here. She says, how do you manage all this, Laura? Are you super organized? Are you super organized? I'm guessing that you are. Yeah. I would say generally I'm a type A personality and I am very organized. I mean, so it's, the interesting dynamic here is that though I work 40 hours a week, um, it requires me to be really organized. You know, my job requires me to be organized and that rubs off onto, you know, the other side of my house, so to speak, with, you know, working, you know, creatively and also, you know, now, you know, starting all these different, you know, avenues um, for my business. So requires me to be organized, you know, to actually write a lot of things down. Um, Marisa's been really great with that too. And, you know, showing us like how, you know, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and coming up with numbers, Marisa, that's been really helpful for me, you know, like what, 
how much money am I aiming for, right? Like in that first year of launching a community and actually writing those numbers down and then creating those goals, right? So how am I going to get to those to, to those numbers? And that's been really helpful. So it, it does take some of that time, take, taking the time to be planful and mindful of those things. Again, which takes me away from sitting at my sewing machine and creating. So that's been, that's been a challenging part for me is, is realizing I need to, I need to make the time to do these other things. Or as Marisa just said, she's exactly right. Do nothing. Nothing's going to happen. So, <laughs> so, so you already know the outcome if you do nothing. <laughs> and if you try something, there's a chance that it might work. <laughs> That's a, yeah, you know, that's, it's so simple and we all understand I can laugh about it because I've done those same things in areas of my life. And it's like, well, it's, I don't want to live with the realization I didn't try something because I was afraid it might not work. That just, I can't live with that. That would be a big regret for me versus trying something and it didn't work. That's okay for me because I know I'll just try something else. And I've shown myself over time that eventually something will work. It will, because we just don't talk enough about how experimenting, like Pradeepa was talking about too, you know, we don't talk about enough about how many different things happen, maybe sometimes before something clicks into place, because those are all opportunities to learn and get get more knowledge and to actually be getting knowledge by doing it versus just listening, you know, to learning. Like there's such a difference. And Laura, I needed to hear that too for a while. Like um, I needed, I've needed to hear certain things for a period of time. Like sometimes it's, you really have to trust the process when you are ready or you're just really done with with excusing yourself out of what it is that you want to do for any number of very good reasons often. Mm -hmm. And you just say, you know what, that's it. I'm going to, I'm actually going to listen to what someone's telling me who has experience in it. They might know what they're talking about and I'm going to, I'm ready to give it a try, but you will receive that information when you are ready. And then when you start to really put action in and show yourself like Laura's like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> these things actually work. They help. Now you've got momentum. Like that's where the, that's where it starts to really roll because you have shown yourself. I can tell you all day long, but unless you go try it and then experience it for yourself, you might just be like, yeah, you might, your brain <laughs> might just be like, yeah, Marisa says that, but what does she know? <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. I, you know, it's just, we all kind of can have that attitude sometimes around, but the, but the, yeah, but instead of just going, well, why don't I try it and see what happens? And sometimes you find that something else is going to work better for you, but you still, you know, you still want to give it a shot and see what happens. So Laura, this is exciting. Well, we need to find out. So Tell us where, what if someone wants to join your membership, like right away, we need your, where is your, where can they get your lead magnet? Where can they find you? And then also you have swing kitten handmade, right? Is your, also I do. Yeah. www.swingkittenhandmade is my um, website I built on Shopify to sell my work. Um, if you follow me at Instagram, I'm at Lulu Sews and I have a link tree in my Instagram. Uh, profile. And the, in that link tree, you can get any of my lead magnets that are up there. You can sign up for the waitlist for my Joyful Quilters membership. 
And yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm a little bit nervous still, but excited mostly. And, you know, it hit me last night when I was emailing my list, like, wow, this is really happening. <laughs> I, I had that feeling, right? So it's like Marisa just said about, you know, the momentum, momentum's been building and now we've got some momentum. And I'm starting to see, you know, what is possible. So that feels really good. Oh, it's good. I'm like thrilled for you. And I was realizing as we do these talks, we'll have to make a point. I don't know if you have one of your, I'm like, we need to be sharing the art while we're talking. Do you have a quilted piece nearby? Otherwise I have one of your quilted pieces. You do. <laughs> I don't have one nearby, but I know. Yeah. Marisa has one. Just because this is one of my favorite things that you do and you have to, it's, it's, um, is it called paper piecing? Is this paper piecing or is it, it just like the, it hexagon? is, it is, it's yeah. called English paper piecing. So each one of the, each one of those hexagons I created with a, it's literally a piece of a paper piece, right. That's shaped like a hexagon yeah. and by, by wrapping the fabric around it, you create the hexagon piece and then you stitch them all together to make essentially a panel that you could use for anything. And I love it. She has her little, um, little <laughs> label inside I just have it as like admiring it <laughs> I'm so like, glad that you like it in the studio I love it yeah Laura has like great color choices and she's just always making happy beautiful pieces and then oh Pradeep is signing up <laughs> so thank you Pradeep. Our... thank you <laughs> no awesome. I know you'll probably be taking people through this kind of work at some I... point I'm sure easing into it I've done a little yeah. bit this would scare me but I would love to learn how oh you could totally do it yeah that is the plan um you know, I'm excited about um, bringing on some founding members that could help, help, will help us steer the direction that we're going to go yeah. um, with the community. And, yeah. um, but yes, I do plan on doing teaching in the membership too. So not just, you know, we're going to have live Q and A's, we're going to have a Saturday stitch and sew where we can show each other what we're working on, on Zoom. But I do also plan on doing some teaching as well, because I do really love it. It's really exciting, right? I want to teach everybody else how to create more quilt joy in their life. I love it. With my fabric design, I'm with it. It's great, isn't it? It's great. Sometimes I just like to pet my fabric. I posted recently <laughs> recently on Instagram a picture of me in bed with like this pile of new fabric I just bought because I like to just sit there and admire it, even if I'm too tired just, to sew. I just like to be surrounded by it. That's really exactly. It's exactly. Like, yeah. Well, exactly. Good. Well, similar to Pradeepa, what is one bit of advice or tip or, or just insight you'd like to share with someone who may be starting at this part of their journey, either from the beginning, or maybe they're, you know, maybe they were at it for a while. And like Laura, they're like, oh, I'm really committing now. Everybody's at a different stage and your timeline is your timeline. And so what would you offer to someone, an artist listening? I'd say number one, be fearless. And number two, just get started. <laughs> just get started. And what if they're like, but I'm afraid, Laura, what would you say? Just say, just decide. I'd say make a short list of the things that you know you want to get started with and out of maybe a short list of three items and then use the resources around you, use the community. I know Expansive Artists is so great for that. Maurice is great. The other members in the community are so great um, to lean on each other for support and just get started, you know, just doing one thing. Um, I think sometimes groups like the Expansive Artists also are great for accountability. Um, yeah. So I, I know we have that in our great new circle community um, for Expansive yeah, Artists and accountability. 
accountability. So, yeah. You can be yeah. sewing on that accountability. <laughs> like, you can make art or you can do a business task. Like it's up to you. I like that. We'll, yeah. Yeah. We'll ask you because they're both part, they're equal parts of the business and there is no business without the art. Right. So we'll ask you to share, we'll give you a heads up to think about what you want to work on. And then you come ready to work on it. And then we'll do a little check-in at the end, like how did it go? And yeah, it's going to be exciting to see how all of that comes together. Yes. Yeah. Right, exciting, yeah. exciting things ahead. Exciting things ahead. Well, thank you for coming yeah. and sharing today. Congratulations on all the progress. Thank you also for being such a generous part of our community and <clears throat> for just being with us and helping form, you know, what we are today. You're part of that group that's helped us um, become what we're becoming all the time. And so I thank you for that. Thank you for having me. I love being a part of this group. So I'm looking forward to seeing how everybody's journeys progress. Yeah. Yeah, me too. All right, Laura. Thank Bye, you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh, so great, huh? <laughs> it's like, I get so inspired. I'm like, we have to have these conversations more all the time. I'm like imagining that we've got to share these in the podcast as well, for sure. And um, I'm glad that you've been able to join. And yes, fingers crossed. We always say with technology, we should have a replay. <laughs> we should. If you can't stay. And don't forget, if you're joining the Expansive Artists today before 4 p.m., technically you have until tomorrow to make your decision and to get in now and lock in the rate because the price is going up um, as of Wednesday. So you have until... 11.59 Pacific Daylight Time, Tuesday, March 22nd, to finalize your decision. However, if you are know you're going to join and you're ready to get off the fence, if you are currently on the fence or you just have the time now to make that final decision, we're having our after party at 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time on Zoom. And um, all our members are invited, which is basically all our existing and all our new members. And we'll be sending you a reminder with the Zoom link in there as well. And we're keeping an eye if you're a last minute or you're like at 3.59 p.m. You're like, yes, I want to go to the after party because I didn't tell you this. And Laura, this might excite you as well. I am offering everyone the Galliano cake recipe is going into the membership. This is the biggest, best bonus. I mean, the, the email marketing workshop doesn't even compare <laughs> to the Galliano cake bonus. And I may have to have a Galliano cocktail. I had one for the first time in my life ever yesterday after enjoying this cake since I was a child, this is my childhood birthday cake. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is dangerously good. <laughs> so anyway, it'll be a little bit of a celebration and we'll get to meet on Zoom. And for you who are in the Sell a Piece of Art um, workshop, it's kind of like an extra call for us to celebrate you and wrap that before we get started on the expansive artist journey, which will start on Thursday with our welcome call Cake. Yes. I wish I could give everyone cake and I don't have any left myself. I made it for a gift for my neighbor who makes us, it's her birthday today, actually. And uh, she makes us cakes all the time. She is so generous with her baking. And so I have taken it on to make her her cake on her birthday. And now she loves it too. Everybody loves it. 
So, all right. Well, I am bringing on our next late nighter, Yvonne. Are you ready? I'm bringing you up as well. This is Yvonne Selig. Hey, Yvonne. Hello. (laughs) So, um, it's wonderful to have you with us. And so share with everyone the um, where you're located and the work you're creating. And if you happen to have it, and we need a we need a deeper work as well. I know she's not on video anymore, but maybe she can post one in the comments for us. Do you have one of your pieces nearby or one that's in progress? Um, in the other room. <laughs> if you want to grab it, we'll wait. You know, I can okay. carry on. I can talk to you all more about Galliano. <laughs> the power of Galliano that comes in the most amazing bottle and should not taste as good as it does with orange juice and vodka. <laughs> it should not. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So if that isn't motivation enough to come and get a cake recipe that it's pretty much a winner, as far as everyone I know, <laughs> it's a winner. <laughs> All right, here's one of Yvonne's pieces. Well, share with us what medium you work in primarily. Um, uh, So mostly pastel, pastel pencils. um, And animals are my thing. Uh, So this is, um, uh, it's not really a commission because it's actually a birthday present for a friend. Um, It's quite big. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) my goodness. Uh, So this is my favorite subject as well, horses. Um, that's beautiful yeah it's quite special because this was her old horse who passed away last year um, and I had the opportunity to ride it and compete to her as well so um, it's kind of a a, a bit of a memento for her Um, but yeah that's that's probably the favorite thing I'm working on at the moment because it's a horse (laughs) Yeah, we know Yvonne. <laughs> and I know she's working on getting more of those kinds yeah. of questions. Yeah, that's my plan. She does amazing commissions of of people's pets, of animals. The detail, and I love your bees on the flowers as yeah. well. Uh, what you're just doing for you. It, the de- I don't know how you all achieved that kind of detail, but it's really incredible. Thank you. Yeah. So how did you, how do you achieve that kind of detail? Did you have formal training or did you just start working in this direction and it kind of came to you or how? how Yeah. Uh, So no, other than my um, GCSE art, I didn't do any other uh, art qualifications. Um, And I think it just came from being pony mad when I was younger So I just used to copy pictures of ponies all the time. So I think it's just my kind of my art uh, passion started with um, copying pictures. So I take a reference photo and just try and make it look like the photo. And I think that's why now that's the kind of art I do. Um, So I do mostly work from photos. For me, it is all about getting the detail um, and you know making it look realistic I'm by no means you know you see some amazing uh, artists out there and they call it hyper realism now because it's just like better than a photo um and for a while I kind of thought well I'm not that good am I mine look like drawings 
Um, but then my very supportive husband kept telling me, well, some people don't want a drawing that looks like a photo. They want a drawing. <laughs> <It's> a drawing. <laughs> so I stopped doubting myself. Um, but yeah, it, I think it is just because that's how I taught myself to draw was copying photos and copying details and just drawing as many horses as I could. Uh, and yeah, it just grew from there. <laughs> And so talk to us. So you're in the UK. Where specifically? Yeah. I know I see that's nighttime. We won't keep you up too late, Yvonne. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, so I am um, near Dartmoor, on the edge of Dartmoor, which is just a beautiful part of Devon, um, just surrounded by moors and tours and, yeah, ponies. And, and yeah, it's very rural uh, and it's my comfort place. <laughs> Beautiful. So talk to us about where you were when just before you joined the Expansive Artists, because for you too, this has been sort of a journey of beginning all of your business and leaning into it more and growing and raising your prices and getting more. <laughs> so where were you right before joining us or meeting us? Um, so I had made the decision that I wanted to try and make a career of art. Um, I'd left my kind of long-term job that I'd been in for 12 years, um, spent pretty much all my life training to do, um, cause it just didn't fit in with my family life anymore. And I thought, well, what do I do now? So I decided I wanted to make a career out of art. Um, I was just doing kind of commissions for, for family to give us presents. Um, and then they'd, you know, commission me to, to do pictures for them to give us presents and kind of spread a little bit to a few friends um but I did I just didn't know how to grow it I, I I was just kind of stuck in a place um I didn't I hadn't joined any art groups kind of locally I felt a bit intimidated um by artists and so I was just kind of struggling on my own and I didn't really know if I was good enough and I didn't have the confidence um so I was a bit lost I was a bit lost and not really sure what direction I was going and then I came across, uh, I think it was the Seller Piece of Art Challenge that you were running um, first. So decided that, that that was a good starting point to help me understand a little bit more how to sell my artwork. Um, and immediately um, realised that I needed help. I needed someone, uh, I needed a mentor, I needed people who knew what they were talking about and just people to talk to. Um, and yeah, never look back. <laughs> And so where has, you often talk a lot about, you know, when I ask you, like, what's been the biggest transformation, you really have talked about confidence of just being unsure that this was something that was possible for you and really growing in that over this past year. It's been really wonderful to see. Yeah. And what do you, what do you think has brought that about? Is it just like similar to what we've talked about where it's just trying a little bit, you know, doing a little bit every day and um, fitting it in because you're a mom as well and you're yeah. working part-time, yeah. which we're we're going to be letting go of Yvonne's job at the end of yeah. the year. <laughs> I hope that your boss isn't listening. I'm sure they would be fine. <laughs> That's our goal, right, Yvonne? Yeah, that is the goal. Yeah. I'm sure you want the goals that you want. I know yeah. about them. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, it was m massively um, all about confidence for me. And that was my turning point. I think I probably spent most of my life maybe not taking opportunities that I should have because I wasn't confident enough to do it or didn't believe in myself enough to do it. 
um, in other areas of my life, not just art. So, um, yeah, that that was the turning point. It was telling myself that I was good enough. Um, and that largely came down to being part of a community. So, like I say, being surrounded by other artists and um, being able to, fit, well, I could confidently share my work in that little community. Um, people were so supportive that this group is amazing. Um, without that, I probably wouldn't have got any further. And that just gave me the confidence then to share my work a bit further and share it with other people. Um, and and that, that lack of confidence had been my barrier. Uh, and as soon as I started to fight through that and realised that I could do it and actually maybe I don't care what people think, maybe like you say those people that don't support me and don't like it well they're not my people are they <laughs> and that's that's you say that a lot and that really sticks with me that actually now I don't I don't mind if uh, if people don't kind of accept and like what I do uh and and that 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 changed everything for me because as soon as I let go of that then I was more confident about posting I was more confident about asking for the sale um I was confident enough to put my prices up um and the the email marketing you know I was so meek and I don't want to hassle people and now I'm sending out emails and my list is growing slowly (laughs) yay Yay. (laughs) so good (laughs) wow that's so would you say that's a really that's a big one I mean it's 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 big. It's one of the reasons that people just don't go for what they want is they're afraid of whatever judgment they perceive will come at them. Hmm. And so was it as simple as making a decision or can I ask you a little bit more about, you know, what specifically, I know you're saying that it helped to just also feel not alone or as Pradeep would say, rattling around by yourself, making your art. It does help to have a community for sure. But I'm, I'm wondering if there's something specifically where you're like, that's it. I just can't, I can't live in worrying about this anymore. I think, I think it was just a decision. Um, I did get to that place where I thought, well, actually, it's it's now or never. If I don't do it now, then I'll never do it. And I was obviously in a in a good place at the time because it is a roller coaster. You're kind of up and down, and I've I've come to terms with that now, and I accept it. So when I'm feeling a bit down, and I feel like it's not going so well, and you know it's just been a bad week or whatever, and I haven't had much time to do any art. Rather than getting frustrated by that, now I think well, it's just it's just a phase. You know, we'll just get through the weekend and start again next week. Um, so I was obviously in a, in a good place when I made that decision to go, right, that's it. I'm just going to go for it. Um, and it was really, I can't, I can't really think of anything specific that kind of, um, encouraged me other than just, um, having great feedback from this community. Um, I was starting to get really good feedback on my social media. Uh, I suppose my, my commissions, started to become a little bit more regular so whereas having one commission maybe every year um I was I was getting a slow stream like you know and I mean slow because obviously I don't have a lot of time to draw so my commissions do tend to take a bit of time um but things just suddenly started to fit in um and I think because I was in that good place I went right I've got to stop 
messing around with this and um I think was it Laura that said it it's how much do you want it I had to tell myself well do you you want it yeah yeah exactly I I did really want it and I thought and like you said if you don't do nothing nothing's going to (laughs) happen um and I think you know we did the small studio Sunday and I did a live um and I overcame that kind of fear of being in front of a yes. like One of the times that you participated in Sell a Piece of Art, I still have your post. <laughs> you received it and you said, I put myself on yeah. Instagram, not yeah. just my art. And then I think if I read correctly that you put yourself on video this time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've done lives and it really is like just after doing just a couple suddenly I was like well this isn't so scary is it yeah (laughs) Um, and you know yeah it's it's little baby steps it's um you know if you're not feeling very confident about it you can't just jump in with two feet and say whoa here I am it, it, it was all about the little baby steps. So today I'm going to yeah, post a piece of my work. Today I'm going to ask for the sale, like with a seller piece of art challenge. And then it was, yeah, all right, well, I'm going to put myself in front of the camera, you know, only a photo, you know, just nothing much. And it, it was just, I, I just did little steps um, and just pushed myself a little bit further each time. So it was doable. It, it didn't, uh, didn't feel so scary then. Yes. Yeah, and Jenny is here and she jumped in with us and she is um, starting as like a second career. Jenny, I know you shared with us. I I assume it's okay. I think she was saying that she's getting ready to pursue this at 65 and she's going for it. So we welcome her and we will take care of her, make sure that she stays with it and that she keeps going. She was on the hot seat with me. She's in Australia. And yes, she said, little baby steps. That's such a great way to look at the journey of our paintings. And um, I think Vanessa as well is with us. And she was saying, I'm a pastel artist in the UK too. So it's really lovely to hear your story. And yeah, you and Becky and Joe, I think you're, you all understand each other's, like you all have a very um, similar and wonderful sense around the work, which is interesting because who was saying it's a very British thing that that we were given things to copy in school art lessons <laughs> turned out these incredible like realistic artists or I, I didn't know the term hyperrealism. I know what you're saying. Yeah. There's some I'm just yeah. astounded. That would make me yeah. crazy, by the way. I do not find joy in that. And that's good. That's why you try things. Right. Because. Yeah you figure out ultimately what brings you the most joy and satisfaction. And, and that's why everyone's journey is different. Everyone's price point is different because it's all different kinds of work that we're working with. Yes. She said, yes, turn 65 in January. She said, hold my hand, please. All right. Well, you know, you'll have an ambassador. (laughs) We're here for you. Yeah, we want to start bringing in our community members who are more established. Like I love, I always get so excited about where we get to grow together because we do as a community. And I think, oh, it'll be so fun. Um, Yvonne, <laughs> Laura, and Pradeepa, mm-hmm. and Becky. <laughs> you know, we might have some ambassadors um, in the future that can kind of help guide people who are coming into the community and it just makes such a difference to not be alone in all of this and so where you're at now 
having done your video, raising your <laughs> prices, like what's next, Yvonne? <laughs> what's wow. <laughs> Interestingly, oh, the yeah. possibility of something that I always said I wouldn't do. Tell yes, us, that's and, great. I wanted to talk yeah. about that too. I, um, I, I see a lot of the, this group that do a lot of teaching. Um, and I, again, it was all confidence. There's no way I can teach art. I don't know enough about art. Um, but actually, uh, I may have the opportunity to do some tuition with um, some ho- homeschooled girls. Um, I think they're 10 and 14, um, just for a few hours a week. Uh, and I'm meeting with their mum actually on Friday. So uh, I'm just crossing my fingers, but she seems to like me. Um, and it seems to be more important to her that her girls like whoever's teaching um, and that it's not kind of structured and stuffy and rigid. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to kind of use that as my starting point and then possibly think about looking at some form of kind of community, nothing, you know, nothing major just some kind of community workshops maybe um because one thing I thought is if I can if I can use the art teaching as a way to ditch the day job <laughs> then that can be my kind of supporting income so that I can carry on with the art and then it just means that I'm doing something I enjoy rather than my day job um, yeah basically you're doing all things yeah <laughs> yeah and how great would that be yes <laughs> and how cool would it be for these girls to learn from you because I can't yeah. imagine you know that they won't love Yvonne <laughs> <laughs> well I hope so yeah um, and then the other thing is um again a little bit out of my comfort zone but uh, I've agreed to do a kind of um a joint exhibition with a few local artists. So I have now made a bit of contact with the local art group. Um, and there's a group of um, very nice ladies that I haven't actually met yet, but they seem very nice on the chats. Um, and they're going to do an exhibition in September. So they said, would you like to join us and show a little bit of work? So I've kind of agreed to that. So again, that's something um, a little bit more out of my comfort zone. Um, but actually, I don't feel scared about it. I'm really quite looking forward to it now. So, yeah, my next Congratulations. Those are great next steps. We will be waiting to hear how the teaching opportunity (laughs) goes. You will uh, keep us posted. I will. And what also would you share with someone that's maybe just starting out or Jenny's here? What would you tell (laughs) them? Diving into all of this and and leaning in. I see her dedication. I know she's going to do this. What would you say to somebody who was once where you were, who's in headed to new places as well with their art? Yeah. Um, Well, definitely, definitely find a group, find um, a supportive community uh, to help you along. Um, I wouldn't have got where I am now without it. That's for sure. I would never have uh, even thought about half the things I was doing. Um, And I think, I know I've mentioned it, but and everyone keeps kind of mentioning the word momentum. And I think that's been the big thing for me. My art has been so kind of stop, start, stop, start. Um, and now, even though I don't always have a lot of time, it, it's those little things that I do on a daily basis. I'll do something. Um, and it's just kind of keeping those little baby steps and keeping that momentum going. And when you get to those points where you're a bit down, 
Uh, like I say, it's the roller coaster. Sometimes it's all going great. And then the next minute it's not. When you get to those points, don't give up. <laughs> Please don't give up because yeah. you've just got to find whatever it takes to get you through that. And for me, sometimes that was just stop everything and just draw for me. Um, even if I don't finish what I'm doing, just kind of, you know, sit back, take stock of things um, and know that, you know, in, in a couple of days time, you'll, you'll be up again. It's great words. Maureen says, I needed to hear all of this today. So grateful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I am too. I am. Um, I'm grateful that you all are here and that, you know, just to be reminded when we have these conversations, I keep saying it, but it's so powerful. That's why we don't want to be doing this in a vacuum. It's just, it doesn't help anything. <laughs> it's just lonely. And we become so much more when we get to do these things together. So Yvonne, I appreciate you staying up late and hanging out with us. Where can we find you? Where can we uh, sign up for your email list? <laughs> Get those awesome emails and on Instagram and your website. And if you have a, um, if you're opening up commissions anytime soon, let everybody know. Okay. Uh, so my website is www www.yvonnesellickart.com um, and that's where you can sign up to my newsletter um, the easiest thing is a pop-up will come up but you can also um, go to the contact page and sign up um, and uh, so at Instagram I'm at Yvonne Selleck Art um, and the same thing on Facebook um, and I'm just about actually to close my commissions um, for the moment because I'm focusing on getting ready for hopefully some summer fairs um, but I am going to be opening them again in July so okay and just in case um, we may put this up on the podcast as well there it's y-v-o-n-n-e and then selic s-e-l-l-i-c-k or if someone's just listening yeah. we can know to find you yeah right. yay Vaughn super excited Thank you. Thank you again. i talk to you soon. Bye. All right. We have one more guest for you. And um, Grace is part of the inspiration of the title that I put on this video because she had a really big win this week. And I can't wait for her to share her journey to getting to that win. So, Grace, are you ready? I <laughs> see her there. I'm ready. She's ready. Yay, Chris. Hello. Hi. So talk to us about where you're located. And you work in a really pretty incredible um, medium as well. If you happen to have a piece nearby that you can share also. I know you work in a couple of different styles, but what you're focusing on currently. So where are you joining us from and what work do you create? So I'm currently joining you from Tampa, Florida. Um, we just found out that we're moving back to New Orleans, though, so we're going to have a whole different thing going on there, um, but I work in um, egg tempera paints, so what that involves is mixing egg yolk, vinegar, water, and pigment, which is like ground up rocks. Um, basically I don't do the, the grinding of the rocks though. I just buy it. Um, and then I work when primarily a 2000 year old tradition called Byzantine iconography. And I snuck out and grabbed an icon. There was like an 80% chance that all of my children were going to follow me in, but they didn't. So, um, I grabbed one of these. Oh, wow. Very, like very specific style, obviously. I think the first time, um, 
I posted about it. I was like, I realized this is kind of hipster, but this is, this is who I am. Um, so I'm just going <laughs> to lean into it. Yes. Good. So, <laughs> and it makes me happy. So yeah, it's the, the your refined style also, it's just incredible how you're able to create all of that. And so talk to us about, you were just at the starting point of this. Was it just in September when we did the workshop there? And so where were you at that point on your art journey and what made you say, yes, I'm going to try this workshop and see where it takes me? Right. Um, so I had just, well, not just, I had been writing icons for almost a year and with no intention of becoming like declaring myself an artist in any way, shape or form. It was like, this is just for me. And that's where it's safe. That's where I feel good. Um, and then kind of like Pradeepa, like I saw your Facebook ad and normally I just kind of ignore them, but there was just something that, that really drew me to it. And like, well, you know, maybe I can give it a try. This lady seems nice. And, you know, it seems like a good idea. Um, and it was all true. I, so just with that, like, first step of just share something, you know, share the possibility that you could sell your work to someone. That was just tremendously scary for me. Um, and I didn't even have like a public Instagram at that point. So this was sharing with people I know and love who love me. And I was just like, the voice in my head was just like, you can't do this because obviously you're a fake. Um, and full on imposter syndrome. That's what it is. (laughs) It's basically your brain telling you you're a fake. Who are you to do this? How dare you do this? Don't raise your prices. There's a million people better than you. That's basically what it says, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. And like, what was, what changed me? I think you told us this at some, maybe during that week at some point, and you were like, just if you get scared before you post something or share something, just imagine your best friend is the one who's going to see it and like how happy that's going to make them. And I did it. And I was like, Oh, that's like a real person that I can think of to do that. And, you know, it made it so much easier for me as opposed to the faceless, nameless voice in my head, you know, saying like, no, this isn't right or, or whatever. The judgy one, the judgy friend, you have two choices. (laughs) nice and that is a tip the inspiration behind that is that when you audition which I did as an actress the tip they give you because you have to look in the camera and you have to actually do what's called slate your name so you have to say it and 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 read depending on what you're auditioning for commercially is what I did you're actually looking in the camera a lot and it feels weird and we think that the camera's judging us a lot and so that was a tip they're like just talk to the person that you know is just so excited to hear from you and it's the same that we talk about in marketing as well it's just market to that person not the one that's like who do you think you are <laughs> why, why do you think you're gonna make this your career right. it hasn't worked for all these other people right? <laughs> we have to give them an annoying voice so that we don't exactly <laughs> so so what happened like how did you go from that to to you're just like okay I'm I'm willing to try this and see what happens right yeah it was just baby steps you know sharing like a random painting that I liked with people who I know that was scary, but I did it and it didn't hurt. 
and I didn't die and like everything was okay. And so then making a public Instagram account, that was scary. Like I learned to recognize that feeling of like, this is scary, but it's going to be a good, good thing for you. Um, and how do you differentiate that? Like, how did you start to see that as like a sign that you're actually growing instead of a sign warning you? Well, you have, I think for me, um, it turned into not just imagining like my best friend seeing this, like you also have to become a good friend seeing this. So like when you think about this, <laughs> like when Laura was talking about how she was, she would give herself a pep talk about like, just make the lead magnet, just do it. Like I do that to myself too, where it's like, well, I'm about to post this thing and I'm talking to the screen. Like, what if it's cringy? You know, that's going to be so embarrassing. And I just have to like, tell myself like, Grace Fitzpatrick, you are a classy individual. And if somebody (laughs) thinks that's cringy, then, you know, they don't need to be here and it doesn't matter or something like it's going to be okay. And it, it always is. Yeah. I love it. I love that you are a classy individual. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> and you are, and you have so much wisdom to share as well. And there's like the progress that you've made. So so next you made, so this was all during that week, right? If I remember right. correctly, because I was sort of following along with your comments and your, and just even what happened for you in that week. So then you put a public Instagram out and then what happened? Um, then just kind of like the general progression. I mean, it was just, it just sort of exploded from there where I started building up my body of work. I did small studio Sunday, which was tremendously helpful just in having like a timeline for these are things that I would really like to get done by this date. So that was helpful. Um, joining expansive artists. I think we must have similar temperaments or something because I love lists. And like when I saw all the lists for the different stages in the hub, I was like, oh, this woman understands me. Like, this is so great. Um, so Not only is she nice, I hope I still am too. And <laughs> no, she, she understands me. I know I've had to grow into the list. I've got to be honest. I've not been the best, but I You're totally doing great. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually wanting to build out more and more that is more, yeah, even more no, detail well, around that. Yeah. Right. And that's something that I love too. Like the hub isn't just like this, random assortment of things where you're just like, okay, this is the treasure trove. Enjoy. Like you are constantly refining it. Um, and I think that just speaks so much to like how much you care for it, but also just like how good one of my children is trying to get in, but, like how good, um, you are at what you do, you know, this, this world, this art world changes all the time. And so the fact that like you adapt to that, I think speaks volumes. Yeah. Thank you. I do. I do care. And I just keep thinking the more that I have the opportunity to, to see what really helps you, you know, what helps the people that I get to work with, then I'm like, oh, let's do more of that. You know, let's, let's refine this um, so that it just becomes clearer and clearer to help you so that you're not, that's the whole point, right? So you're not in your head about all the things that took me a while to even figure out there was a process. I was like, there's a process to this? Well, I just do this. And so being able to define that and help others. Yes, it's been a journey as well, but I'm so happy to hear that it's working. So you put it, you put it out there and it just exploded for you. Like literally just people found you. I mean, what you have a very unique offering, you know, you really do for now and it might, be something that people are feeling like, oh my goodness, I love this. And so how did it, what was the first part of that snowball that happened? Like what was, what got it going? Um, I think 
I don't know exactly if it's something that I did. I know that it's, I just really fell in love with the idea of like, I'm going to be an artist. Like I'm going to pursue this. I'm not going to be, you know, embarrassed about admitting it to anyone. And I'm actually going to believe it. Um, so I think just, you know, needing to, um, needing to make art every day. You know, I have three very small children. They're home with me. 24 you're doing that too, Grace? <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, I'm homeschooling my five-year-old. Uh, so like we have a great time. Um, not a lot of time for art during the day. So I just decided like, okay, I can be sad that I don't have time to myself to, you know, do art during the day, or I can just be a really good mom during the day. And then at the nighttime, I can get out. I have one of those daylight alarm clocks that gives great light. And so I put that on the table next to me and I do art at night. And it's like, you wouldn't think so, but it energizes me and it makes me a better mom, a better wife, I feel during the day too. Um, I was thinking about this just, uh, just the other day, how I was, you know, kind of having a rough day, just kind of doing my thing, homeschooling and whatnot. And I got an email from someone interested in commissioning something. And I went from like being in kind of a grumpy mood to being like the Disney princess mom and just like, guys, this is such a great day. Like just because I felt fulfilled, like on this other level in my life, you know, and it, they just bleed in together. Um, so, it's so important, yeah. right? I mean, what you're saying is that just because you're a mom and so many of you are, are juggling all these responsibilities right now and, you know, areas where your time is, you have to squeeze it in when you can. Mm-hmm. What you're saying is that it's not intended to sacrifice who you are, that by taking care of what fulfills you, you in turn are able to give more to your kids and have more energy and, and your husband. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Absolutely. It's worth it. Mom yeah. has to make art. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I think I remember a while back. Okay. So I'm, I am a, like a creative Thursday stalker. So I'll like, <laughs> a long time listener. First time caller. <laughs> no, but I no. do, I do the binge pa- podcast listen. Like okay. what you were saying well, about like, you. walking around with the earbud. Yeah. So I, I remember at one point you brought up, uh, I think it's like the Hindu word for purpose is Dharma. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So like the word in my faith tradition is vocation. And so it's basically just like, what you're here for, this is your purpose. And something that like joining expansive artists and like having an art career, um, has taught me is that it's not just one thing. Like you're put here for many different reasons. Yeah. Your sound. There we go. (laughs) Did someone try to call when I don't hear you, Grace, can you still hear me? Okay. Um, and so it's, it's, it doesn't have to be just the one thing, you know? Um, so you, you can wear a lot of hats and all those hats are part of who you are as a person. And just like being an artist is so much of who I am as a person. It's really no surprise that it informs other areas of my life and being, you know, a wife informs areas of my life, being a mom informs other areas of my life too. So it all, it all comes together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that you, um, followed, I'm so glad that you followed this. And so where did it go? It was, I mean, it was obviously always there. So if anyone's wondering, it's usually present and we just don't know to look for it or recognize it, or it just keeps coming back and nudges you. 
and is like, are you sure that you're not going to do something with this? Cause you kind of really want to. And so how did the first, cause I remember I have your comment as well saved where you had not one, but I think you had three commission requests during the sell a piece of art workshop, yes. like in September. Yeah. Like you went from sort of zero to three commission requests. Yes. With a new Instagram account. Yes. <laughs> how did that, how did this happen? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. And they just keep coming. Like I had, I meant to put this in Thursday thrills. Um, but, uh, which is another thing I really love Thursday thrills because, which is something that we do in expansive artists. I'm not sure if you've, you've explained it to the new. Yeah. Ones. We celebrate wins like this every week. Because yeah. it trains your brain to be looking for those too. Plus, yeah. it's just exciting. It's like the momentum. Seeing others have momentum is energizing. Unless you yes. do the comparison thing, in which case, like we remind you, don't do that. Because right. this is not a, that is not what what it's about. It's just about right. celebrating your wins and that of, of and everything counts, right? Yeah. Setting up your Instagram counts and redoing your profile or adding a link in your bio, like all of that counts. And Absolutely. so it's all the baby steps. So yeah, the Thursday thrills. Yeah. And I feel like the competitive thing, like I haven't even noticed that at all. I feel like everybody's just genuinely like cheering everyone else. Yeah, we on. don't do that in these. Yeah, it's not, like, it's not the environment that I ever and I mean not that I would ever set out to create that environment right. but I'm just I don't want that like there's enough of that going on in the world and we just don't we need a nice environment where we know that everyone is welcome and that we are here to celebrate every person's step on this journey and yeah that's what Thursday thrills are absolutely yeah um oh yeah so I was gonna put this in Thursday thrills for this week but um like commissions just keep coming like out of random places so they started you know with family and friends which I completely love because I love making things for people that I love like I don't think there's anything shameful about that or like right I know I don't even know why it's just it's one of those old beliefs so I bring it up (laughs) because I always hear that people discount that and I'm like that's how I started. I'm here 15 years later and it's not just family and friends. And in fact, my collectors have become my friends. (laughs) Um, But I had a commission inquiry. My husband is a school teacher and they're doing a big uh, racial healing initiative right now. And so she got in touch with me to ask about, um, making some art for that. And so I'm talking with her about that and someone else um, at our church came up, like they found out that I do art and they're like, Oh, can you please do come and do this? Um, and so it's just like <laughs> from random places all over. Um, it just keeps trying to keep making art. They broke through, huh, Grace? They broke in, but I think they're being extracted. <laughs> my, especially my five-year-old has like the most intense FOMO ever. She, <laughs> does not want to miss any kind of party if there is one. I hope she's coming to the after party. Yes. (laughs) So, so going from, from that and what your win was that you shared with us was that you just, um, booked an over thousand dollar commission. (laughs) Yes. And that's very exciting. It's like whack-a-mole. Yeah. So how did you grow into that? That's a very short span of time to be, you know, bringing your prices up. And clearly from your work, we're like, of 
course it should be. Right. Um, but how did you make that transition? Like thinking about where you were and where you are now, what, how did you get here and how are you different from, from then? Right. So I had to start. So when I was starting with commissions with like people that I know, that was a little dicey for me. Um, just because I know Rob was talking about this. Uh, you know, you feel kind of bad asking for money, but I'm over that now. Um, and I finally got to a point where my husband helped me like, okay, figure out like how much do your supplies actually cost and how much time do you think you are spending working on a piece and just like every little, every little piece of minutia basically. And so I came up with a basic formula. Then I got a commission. I tested it out. And nothing bad. And by the way, Grace shared all of this with us in the commission roundtable. We've already had new members joining because it's one of our most recent lessons. She and eight other of our expansive artist members shared tips on um, how they're doing their commissions and is is brilliant. And it gave, you know, a structure to how you're coming up with those prices. So I just want to remind everyone when you're yes. joining, definitely go look at that because commissions are very often the entry point to really establishing yourself as an artist. And then you choose like where you want to branch off from there. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, and I, I share this list with um, the people who are asking for the commission um, just because especially if it, you know, things add up or they want gold leaf or something like that. Um, you know, I might be presenting them with a pretty large number and this way they can look through um, and really understand like, okay, these supplies are very high quality um, and they have a price tag as well. Um, I'm not just pulling a number out of thin air. I'm not a scam artist. <laughs> um Right. And also, like, I value my time. Um, so I tested that out. Um, and what I did was, like, I basically came out with, like, an itemized bill and then emailed it to them. And I was like, what do you think about this? Um, and by this time, we had, like, a big conversation about what exactly, what image um, they would like. And so, like, she was just really, really excited about it, already in love with the idea of having this work, like, even before we agreed on the price. So she looked at the price, looked at the itemized bill, was very, very pleased and was like, okay, I would. And I said, you know, for something above this price, I usually ask for a 25% um, deposit. And um, if you need to pay installment or you, if you'd like to pay in installments, um, we can talk about that. Just let me know. And she was like, no, that price looks great. I'd like to put a 50% deposit. And so that sort of, I think that, let her feel like she had a little bit of control over the situation. And also just the fact that like she felt comfortable talking to me at that point where if she wanted to backtrack on something or she wanted to ask a question, she felt like she could. So it is a real relationship that gets established when you take the time. Um, so I'm just, I'm just so excited. Like this is, this is something that like I feel comfortable with now, whether it's someone I know or someone I don't know. Um, I feel, feel very strongly that this is, this is working for me right now. Yes. Well, it's similar to what Yvonne was saying, where it's like, you kind of ease into that, yes. you know, you eased into it like one step at a time and it just happened to go quick. I mean, it's going quick for you <laughs> and it's very, you're inspiring everyone too in the, in the community. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like Becky and Yvonne are hanging out and there. Be- Becky's like, Grace, is it a thousand plus profit or is that including materials? <laughs> well, and she said it was a little and you just share whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, but she said that it was actually a little over a thousand that mm-hmm. you ended up securing it and that this um, this client or collector is already talking to you about doing another piece, right? Similar yes. to Diva as well. Yes. Yeah. She asked me, so she um, asked for me to paint an icon for her husband for their fifth wedding anniversary, which is just like, I just feel so honored. Like when someone wants something like that, so special. Um, and these things like with the materials, like they're going to last for generations. So it's just like, this is, they're asking for something that will be in their family for like after they're gone, which is just like, that just moves me so much. Um, and then she asked me, cause I can, I can also do like realist type painting. And so she's interested in me painting portraits of her daughters, which again, is just like, like you want me to paint your family. Like that's just so beautiful. Yes. And so wonderful. And you similar to Pradeepa, you know, you are educating your collectors around your process and really understanding that. Grace also um, did a tutorial for us on one of our events last year. And so we got to see like how she's making the egg tempera. So there's that whole level too, that you're actually part of, you are creating some of the materials that are going into the final piece. And there's a lot to the work that you're doing and people don't just automatically know that. And so when you have this great way of sharing it, um, we said that we might bug Grace and see if she'll come in and like walk us through her process because it sounds like a really um, wonderful approach to just guiding people, especially when you're doing this kind of commission work and letting them know like what's, again, what's involved with your process. And Becky also says, P.S. Congratulations. (laughs) I love looking at her work. It's so, it's amazing. The community is so good. Um, and like I have when I know Pradeepa was talking about how this was kind of a growing pains moment of her art life when she was doing her daily paintings, but I bought one of them and yeah. I just like I look at it every you day. You are lucky friends. that you got one. You I'm got so lucky no, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I just like even if I didn't know her, I would know like this is painted by just a beautiful soul and like a talented, talented artist. So I just I don't know. When you are doubting the value of your work like absolutely don't don't doubt the value of your work it is just eternally important and if you did experiment with lower prices at some point I always tell the story of one of my friends where I got one of his pieces I think for 55 dollars and I was like scolding him in my ways I've always been this person (laughs) I was like what are you doing? Like, this needs to be more than that. And he, they laughed at me and his work sells for thousands of dollars and never lasts for like a few minutes when it goes up now. So it's totally okay. Everyone, like the people who purchase your work also know if they're getting something special and it's, so it's kind of a cool moment and you do get to go up from there. Um, it's part of every artist's journey and, um, and it doesn't lock you in is basically what I'm saying. You will grow in value as you get better, as you grow as your sophistication as an artist and a business owner and everything. And so we're here to help you grow into that because it does when you're just starting, 
you know, you're not coming out at the thousand dollar mark. You don't have enough information. I mean, I'm like, I never want to limit anyone. I'm like, go for it. (laughs) But typically, you know, people who are entering the journey at this stage or even have been doing it, it's like, I think we're still kind of moving through a lot of the old ideas and beliefs around what it means to be an artist. And, Mm -hmm. and that is a gentle process. It's not like flipping a switch. We just get to continue to have these conversations and remind each other of the value of our work and thank our supporters and our collectors and our friends and family who cheer us on in that and who purchase that work and our fellow members who purchased that work, which, yeah, by the way, someone was saying on the hot seats last week, I think, or maybe it was in um, my artful selling calls where they're like, well, it's, I think I'm doing this wrong because it's all artists who follow me. And I was like, well, how many artists, hello, how many artists collect work? And like everybody raised their hand. Don't worry if artists are following you. They're actually really good collectors as well because we get it. So yes. Oh my goodness. Hello. And what is your name? (laughs) Who's with you? Therese. Therese. Oh, hello, Therese. It's good to see you. Good to see you and have you with us. And we're just celebrating your mom. I mean, the other cool thing about being a parent who is going for their dream in any capacity and any timeline is that you are demonstrating for your kiddos that this is important, you know, that we find our dharma, that we find our purpose, our vocation. And just, it's such an important part of just being, you know, being blessed to be here, honestly, is to like find that path. Right. And it's a discovery sometimes, but like I said, it's usually calling you if we listen to it. And then if we show more people as examples that when you listen, something can come of it, then hopefully, you know, we'll just be like part of the greater inspiration to help more people believe that. So. Absolutely. Yeah, all that. Yeah, all that. that. So, Grace, I ask you the same as we we wrap up and give everyone a short um, break between now and our after party. If you're joining us for the after party, you got to come be an expansive artist member. You have like 50, 53 minutes left to join us, and we'll send you the invite. Um, What would be your tip or guidance or insight that you would share with someone as well, may either starting or reinventing or believing in themselves on a whole new level? I would say that the only person who is going to make your art is you. The only person who can make your art is you. And just like the tiniest work of art can be so meaningful. Um, it's such a joy to the world, really, when you decide to answer this call and become an artist and give yourself a chance. Um, on a practical level, I know something for me that really, really helped was just having like a very small challenge. You know, when I was after when I had my second baby and it was very sleep deprived time, I was like, I can't do this, but I need to um, just do a portrait challenge. So I just sat down and drew, I picked somebody's face and just drew a portrait every single night. And it was just so just relaxing, but also liberating. And I got better at art. 
everybody has 20 minutes a day to do art. Um, and if you just set a timer, you can just do it. And the trick is when you miss a day, start the next day. Um, don't fall off, <laughs> don't fall off the wagon, you know? Um, so yeah, just a lot of determination. Um, understanding where you are. Uh, I know you keep saying like, don't feel like it's, you're going to have a successful career the next day. Great. Like it does take time. So you've got to be patient, but, um, but it is all worth it. Yes, I, I would, I 100% agree. <laughs> and, and I have had days where I'm like, I'm done. I'm not doing this. <laughs> there are moments like Yvonne said, there are roller coaster moments. Yes. And it really takes a lot of, it takes courage to choose this path. It takes certain kind of person. And, you know, I, that's why I'm like, I know I'm biased, but I think they're really special people who choose this path and are an, a really beautiful example of what's possible, not just for artists, but for everyone because of the courage that you, you know, demonstrate by taking this path. Because if there's any path where people want to tell you, you can't do it, this is definitely one of those. <laughs> and so yeah. again, we just want to dispel those myths and, and continue to be example. Everyone that you had the opportunity to meet today, <laughs> everyone that you've had the opportunity to meet today is an example. They're doing the work. They're showing up consistently. They're stepping out of their comfort zone. They're raising their prices as they go. And, you know, they're staying open, they're learning, they're sharing with their fellow um, members and fellow artists. And it's just really wonderful to see all of that coming together for everyone. And Grace, where can we find you? Um, Instagram, do you have your email list yet? <laughs> I do have my email list. You yeah. do, and your website. And yes. if you have a commissions list, because... Well, I was just saying this on one of my mentors' podcasts. I was like, when someone's good and that's everyone here, uh, <laughs> you better get on the list quickly because it's closing. Yes. It's filling. <laughs> yes. So on Instagram, I'm at gracefitzpatrick.art. Um, and then my website is also www.gracefitzpatrick.art. And I do have an email list with, with the pop-up. Um, and <laughs> I have I have a lead magnet, um, which is if you're curious about what exactly is Byzantine iconography, because um, I'm guessing most people in the world have not heard of it. <laughs> um, and like I have a, vi a small video course, like a mini course, explaining um, what it is and the tradition and symbolism and stuff like that behind it. Super exciting. I love it. I love it. Well, Grace, thank you. And thank you again to Yvonne and Laura and Pradeepa for joining us today and for everyone who hung on live with us and for everyone who catches this on the replay. Um, Becky says, thank you, Patty, who's also um, just joined us in the Expansive Artist. Patty, I'm excited to have you. Thank you for your kind message. Um, all these artist testimonies have been so encouraging and Jenny was saying it's such a gift to share your art with others. And uh, Joanna also, yes, it's a beautiful example to your children. For sure. Right, Therese? 
she's like, okay, yes. She says, okay. mm-hmm. yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> this is good. All right. Well, everyone, I will see you. Um, I'll see our expansive artist members in our after party sh- shortly. I have Sean brought me an apple, which was super sweet. <laughs> like, I uh, have to get him to make a Harvey Wallbanger cocktail so I can share that with you all and see if I can get my recipe up in the group. And, um, and then yes, fingers crossed. I think we're good. This will be up for replay as well. So good to see you. Bye Therese. Bye Grace. Good to be with everyone and I'll see you shortly. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.